Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. Welcome on the Culture News. My name is David Sariro, and I have the pleasure today to have over the phone a very, very talented lady. Her name, ladies and gentlemen, is Sarah Teal. Let me spell it for you, T-E-A-L-E. She is a wonderful, wonderful filmmaker, and she has recently uh, done this amazing, amazing uh, documentary. I tell you amazing because I, I watch it again today for the second time, and I really enjoy it that you can watch now on HBO. Uh, perfect timing, right? Because you're home, nothing else to do but watch this amazing documentary. And, of course, I'm talking about Kill Chain, uh, actually playing now on HBO. Kill Chain, the cyber war on America's election. It is a very, very, very interesting uh, a documentary. And this wonderful team, uh, which includes Simon Artizone, uh, Russell Michaels, and of course, our dear Sarah Teal, uh, is also the team behind the HBO's 2006 Emmy-nominated documentary, Hacking Democracy. So we're talking with some very serious and great material. Kill Chain, right now over the phone, is the wonderful Sarah Teal. Sarah, how are you today? Very well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. It, it's really a pleasure and, and, and an honor. So first of all, before we start to talk about the documentary, I would love to know more about yourself. Can you tell us where you're from and what brought you to filmmaking? Oh, I am um, originally British, but I've been living in New York since 1983, and I've been making films since 1988, so for a while, and I've made a lot of documentaries for HBO, um, where I love, love working. Um, and I don't know, I just got into first working for public television in Boston, WUBH, and then WNET in New York. Um, love making documentaries, but now seem to be obsessed with election issues. <laughs> they yeah. take over your life a bit. No, I understand. It's, it's a very, uh, a very passionate affair, uh, I would say, that you have with uh, documentaries. And, and, and I must say, really, that um, the way the documentaries now are, are either written, directed, and, and produced is, is absolutely phenomenal, you know, because documentary used to be you know, second-class citizen uh, filmmaking, you know, back in the old days. But now the, yes. the filmmaking is is so strong. Like you, I watch, I mean, that's the experience I had watching uh, Kill Chain. I watch it as a movie, as a feature film, uh -huh. you know, because not only the filmmaking is impeccable on it, but I would say it's so much entertaining, you know what I mean? Like, it's not just about, uh, uh, it's not just informative, it's also entertaining. And I mean that in the good sense of, of, of the word, you know, it's, it's also like you literally, uh, um, I would say, scotch taped on, on your screen. You want to know. And, and sometimes you're like, wait, 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 did, did I hear that? You know, and then you go back 20 seconds ago to, to, to re-listen again. What? The guy from the FBI, really? And, the, and then you, you start to, to learn so much. And I think the filmmaking of documentary has got a wonderful evolution over the last, 
I would say five, ten years. I would love to know what you think about all of that. Yeah, no, no, it really has exploded, and and HBO were a big part of that. Um, Sheila Evans, who is the head of the documentary unit, was a really big component of creating um, largely cinema verite documentaries, um, where you just follow a story and see where it takes you, so you don't really know where you're going. Um, and that's the kind of filmmaking that I like to do best of all. Um, so, yeah, no, it's thanks to HBO that, that, that we really do have this explosion. And it is very, um, it's, it's funny to be part of it when you're used to being so marginal. And now suddenly, not so marginal anymore, but um, I quite like being marginal. But, but I'm glad that it, it really has, has taken off. Um, no, and I, I, I love doing them. And the challenge for this film was making very dense, complicated, dry subjects um, interesting. But luckily, um, we've known Hari Hursty, who's the subject of this film, for a long time. Um, and we spent a lot of time with Hari. And, and you know, it was him digging into the voting machines and getting them on eBay and putting them out to um, DEF CON, the Hackers Conference. Um, it's all of Hari's work that we were basically following along and um, documenting. So we were lucky to have Hari because he's he's not boring. <laughs> um, and some of the other people that were involved in, in doing this um, were very close friends of his. So that there was that intimacy that was already in place, like Alex, Alex Holderman or um, Ion Sancho in Florida. These are people that um, Harry's known for a long time, so there was an ease there that um, you don't normally you don't normally find in a subject like this. And indeed, I must say you're absolutely right. Mentioning HBO, and I say hello to all my friends over there. But HBO is definitely the way they they bringing the documentaries is absolutely phenomenal and. Uh, and you learned so much from it, and, and you had really a quality time, you know. That's also um, what I had, what I felt when I watched this amazing, amazing documentary, which everyone in the world must see, Kill Chain. What a beautiful, what a beautiful thing. Um, what, what, was, what is the message that you wanted to show in Kill Chain? What is the thing that you want people to know about and what would you like people to um, leave um, as, as a food for thought in their heads uh, once they have watched your phenomenal documentary, Kill Chain? Well, we, we, we really still do want everybody to vote. These voting machines are highly vulnerable and very easy to hack. But if we all get out there and we all vote and we all demand hand-marked paper ballots. We should all be voting on paper ballots that we mark ourselves that aren't marked by a machine, like a ballot marking device. They, that we, we ought to be able to see who we voted for um, and make sure that it's counted properly. And the best way to do that is to have audits, is to have risk-limiting audits, which means that you just audit a percentage, random percentage of the hand-marked ballots to make sure that um, things haven't gone wrong because you can also hack the scanners. So these are there are very simple solutions, and we should all be out there 
demanding them because otherwise we have um, we have Russians, we have uh, state actors, goodness knows who else, Iranians in our system. And we, it's very hard to get them out, but we need to go around them effectively and, and basically vote. All of us need to get out and vote, but on paper. And I guess that is our message. Otherwise, we are going to lose our democracy and lose our ability to elect the people we want to elect. And that affects that affects everything. That affects our every aspect of our lives, our schools, our, uh, our liberties. <laughs> um, so, no, it really is to, we hope to encourage people to demand change um, and to get this out there. And there are politicians in the Senate um, who are trying to change this, but every time they bring up a bipartisan act to um, be voted on, it's stopped by the White House, it's stopped by Senator Mitch McConnell, and we all ought to be outraged by that. There needs to be at least a vote on the issue on how to secure our elections, because it is very clear that it was the Russians in 2016, and and you know we need to be sure that it doesn't happen again. And and my question is, sorry, I was so inspired by what you were saying. Uh, why you? Uh, we are sure. Are we really sure that it's the Russians who have hacked the election? And how can we yes. be so certain? Well, we can, we, you know, when we started making this film, Hari said, and we all said to ourselves, we are not going to take it from the intelligence services, even though all of them said it was the Russians. We're not going to believe that until we've seen it for ourselves. And everywhere we looked, everywhere we looked, it was Russian actors. And, you know, the, in the last part of the film, it was a young guy sitting in India who hacked into all of the election systems of Alaska. And when he was there, when he got there, he was like, oh, well, I wasn't the first. Um, Russian state actors are there. Um, the other thing that I found really revealing, and the more I thought about it important, was there is a cybersecurity guy who is also Finnish called Nico Hippenen, who works for a very um, established and well-respected uh, company called F-Secure. And F-Secure did a deep dive into who had been hacking the elections, and they came up with a report linking with all the IP addresses of all the Russians that, um, that, that, that they found, and the state, Russian state actors in the GRU, which is the intelligence services. And they produced this extensive report, and they had hoped that when they put the report out, which was downloaded all over the world, that the Russians would stop doing it, but they didn't. Um, and as Nico says, that is all you need to know, that it went all the way to the top. They didn't have to feel scared about stopping doing this activity. They, they had permission from all the way at the top. So I found that very compelling evidence because of somebody who had independently taken a look at this issue that was not part of the American government or the American intelligence services who had no acts to grind one way or another. Um, and so I think it was Nico's information that probably also really persuaded me. But then there was, you know, Andrei Borisovich, who is 
Russian himself, um, lives in America, is American, um, who found a guy he named Rasputin who had was selling access to the Election Assistance Commission. And that was something we found very early on. And the more I thought about it, the more we all thought about it, uh, we realized that was gave him access to everything, every piece of information about every tiny precinct all across America, which machines they used, how those machines operated, the code for those machines was up there. It was, as Hari said, the crown jewels. And he was very definitely Russian, and he was selling that access to an Iranian on the dark web. So there were other evidence well beyond us just taking what the intelligence services said. Well, indeed, this is very um, uh, intriguing, and, and, and I hope, you know, there will be some light around uh, all of that. But um, no politics. <laughs> this is not the best way I can keep my friends. So, uh, <laughs> however, I want to thank you, uh, my dear, because you did this amazing documentary called Dealing Dogs. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, I think, you know, these documentaries should come back again. You know, we, we have to see it more often. Um, it's, it's a very, very important documentary that we need to see. Uh, the betrayal mm-hmm. of men's best friend. I seem to have lost yes. you. How can we be so, yeah, how can we be so ignorant and, uh, and do, and, and let people do what they're doing um, with dogs. This has to end, and I hope um, that this this will change. So now, before we start to say goodbye to uh, each other, uh, what what are your next projects? Um, I'm I'm not sure what my next project is. <laughs> um, Hari continues to look into um, what happened in 2016 in a more in-depth way. That's always very tempting. Um, I have also been filming an amazing um, all-female drumming group called Fogo Adol. Um But I'm not sure. I think I need a bit of a rest after this, this film. Um, so, and I think we're all being enforced rest <laughs> right now. Well, I, I'm sure you. There's going to be a lot of great things that are, will be coming up uh, with you uh, because you're definitely uh, someone very inspiring who does impeccable work, and we want to see more of you. Uh, we want to see uh, uh, more of your documentaries. Do you have any ideas of what will be your next? Uh, I would say documentary about. Um, not, not yet. Wonderful. Well, I'm really, really looking forward to, uh, definitely have you again, Sarah, on, on the show. I want you to know this is your show. This is a wonderful, wonderful, uh, I would say really jewel of filmmaking, uh, that you, that you have done here with our dear friends of HBO, wonderful people, HBO. We say hello to them. And they're doing, you know, definitely wonderful programming. Uh, Kill Chain, the cyber war on America's election. It's actually very, very interesting. You learn a lot and, and you learn, uh, you will discover a lot of things. And let me tell you, you're not going to see the time going by because it, it is really, really, really uh, entertaining in a very, very good way. 
this is a documentary that I hope um, everyone will watch. Please go there. It's available at HBO On Demand, HBO Now, HBO Go, and partner streaming platforms. Sarah Teal, this phenomenal filmmaker, was my guest today. This is David Ferreira on iHeartRadio with the Culture News. Uh, stay tuned now for more music. <laughs> 